If you enjoy Blake's writing, make sure you check out his collection of short, scary stories titled A Tangled Web We've Weaved. Just look for the links down in the description below, and of course, enjoy. Today's story is Meeting the Michigan Dogman by Blake Blizzard. The Great Lakes State is known for many things. I'm sure the number one answer from any non-resident would be the automobile industry, which of course would be 100% accurate. Henry Ford didn't invent the car, but he made up the assembly system that we all know today, and I'm guessing just about every factory in the world uses. I'm sure he didn't foresee robots replacing people on the line, but that's another story for another day. Uh, let me say that I am indeed a lifelong Michigander. I've lived in both of our beautiful peninsulas. If anyone doesn't know, Michigan is two separate pieces of land connected by the Mackinac Bridge. And classified as a peninsula, a body of land surrounded on at least three sides by water. Every resident of Michigan is no less than three miles from some type of water, whether it be a pond, stream, creek, river, lake, etc. Michigan should be known for water just as much as the auto industry. The name of itself means Big Water from the Ojibwa tribe. I'd also like to make the rest of the world know that we should be the unofficial potato chip capital of the world. Try to get your hands on better made chips. I'll just leave that there. You know about the auto industry, you know about Motor City, you know there's a shit ton of water in this state. But what you might not know is that there are a plethora of scary, creepy, and unexplained myths and legends based in Michigan. During my time in the Upper Peninsula, I lived in the middle of the woods. Some people might like the exclusion to city life, some may like the quiet, and that's all great, but man, I can't explain how unsettling the silence is some nights. I've heard a lot of bumps in the night up there. I've always explained it away as being wild animals. Hard to argue, you'd have a better chance of running into deer, bears, even badgers on your way home than seeing an actual person. Wolves have been thriving up north, too. And in the Lower Peninsula. This is where the story is going. I'm going to tell you about my encounter of the Dogman of Michigan. A myth, quote-unquote, going back to the 1800s in Michigan, in Wexler County. Which is in the upper part of the Lower Peninsula. The creature has been described as being over seven feet tall with piercing blue eyes. The creature is also described as wolf or dog-like with the torso of a man. And the creature has been seen standing on its hind legs. The most horrifying feature is the wolfman's howl, which has been described as a human-like scream. Unsettling, to say the least. I bet if you looked around the internet you'd find that every state has some type of legend like this. After all, 
the horror world loves the werewolf story. It's been in pop culture for almost a hundred years. But the Dogman of Michigan? It's not just a story, and it doesn't match any Hollywood script. The Dogman is no teen wolf, I can assure you. The other part of this legend is that the Dogman only comes out in ten-year cycles. More specifically, years that end with seven. While doing my research, I thought this was just one of those details to make the story more fantastical. Like how Stephen King's It character comes back to feed every 27 years. Just an arbitrary number thrown in by the writer. But I had to stop when I thought back to seeing the creature. Sure enough, it was 1997. I was about 14 years old. As mentioned, the legend most cryptophiles are familiar with puts the Dogman of Michigan in the Lower Peninsula. My experience happened in the Upper, the UP as it's affectionately known. And before any genius in the comments says I probably just saw a wolf or feral dog, let me stop you right there, Professor. You're going to read this whole story, and you're going to say it anyway, but let me tell you that I have seen a handful of actual wolves in my life. Not many people have the privilege in real life when you think about it. They are coming dangerously close to being endangered in some areas, and where they do thrive are usually in real rural spots. I lived in one of those areas, and one moment stands out to me. Walking home on the dirt road, I saw it. I must have been zoning out, just wanting to lay down after walking miles home from school. And before I knew it, I was maybe 30 feet from a wolf that I would say was almost 100 pounds. I know some dogs can get that size, but believe me, you would not mistake a wolf like this for a dog. Moving on, I'll say that growing up in the woods was like waiting for something disturbing to happen. It would be unnaturally quiet for days or weeks, and then something would happen that not only caused goosebumps, but maybe made you question what exactly is happening in your reality. One night, while browsing the internet for one of the first times, I was maybe 12, I saw and heard a car screech to a halt on the country road outside our living room sliding door. Being that any kind of traffic was rare, this, this was alarming, especially at night. What I saw next is still burned into my memory. Two men jumped out. One threw a shovel at the other, seemingly forcing him to dig. The man, with the shovel now in his hands, looked at the apparent driver with pleading sorrow in his eyes. I could see his facial expression from where I was. Maybe I over-exaggerated them in my mind, but I know he was panicked. He was saying, Please, don't make me do this, without opening his mouth. The man who threw him the shovel went to the back of the truck, grabbing what looked like some kind of cloth or burlap sack. I swear to this day, it looked like it was the perfect size to hold a human head. The inferior man dug a quick, shallow grave, 
The alpha male threw the sack into the hole and forced his shovel man to bury it. Frozen in fear, I slowly regained my composure and called it a night, quietly going to bed upstairs like the now speeding away men would hear me move and then come back to snuff out the only witness to their unknown crime. The next day, I cautiously made my way to where they buried their little secret. Nothing. Well, not nothing. There was nothing in the grave, but there were little footprints walking into the direction of the tree line on our eastern property line. In the lead-up to seeing the dogman, a friend of mine and I were sleeping on the trampoline overnight. It was always a blast, being that there wasn't a whole lot to do in the UP, and the internet wasn't that much of an entertainment device at the time, which sounds ludicrous today. The trampoline was like the center of some family's home back in the 90s. We would try to stay up all night, watching the pitch-black sky and counting the quadrillions plus of stars in the sky. We saw never-ending shooting stars. My buddy would name them after current-day NASCAR drivers. Number two was Rusty Wallace. Three, Dale, of course. Number 24, Jeff Gordon. You get it. Neither one of us had a watch on, but when I heard a couple five-gallon buckets slam around near the chip pile, I guessed it was maybe 4 a.m., based on the constellations and North Star. I was frozen in fear as my big German shepherd, Mel, left his doghouse in a fury, barking and chasing off whatever had made the ruckus near where my friend and I were sleeping. My buddy never budged. I just tried to ignore what happened and forced myself back to sleep. It was probably an animal. No big deal. Waking up when the sun mercifully appeared, I sleepily eyed the immediate area of the trampoline. And what I saw, it chilled me beyond words. What looked like human footprints were seen coming to where my friend and I were laying and then heading to where a few five-gallon buckets were strewn about, only 15 feet away. To be clear, it wasn't bare feet prints. They looked like boots. And not my dad's. These were well above a size 13 or 14. I had bigger feet than my dad at the time, and I was at size 11 at about age 13. The thought of some creep walking towards us at night absolutely terrified me. Thank God for our dog. <laughs> he got extra treats that day, and I never told my buddy what happened. That? That was child's play compared to what happened when I saw the infamous dog man of Michigan. I had no idea at the time what I was dealing with. My young brain wouldn't have been able to comprehend it anyway. It's still hard to comprehend as an adult. As a kid... I would venture to the woods often, sometimes with my younger brothers, sometimes with friends, or sometimes just by myself. There's always an air of mystery when you're out in the middle of nowhere. The weirdest parts of the woods where I live are these abandoned little structures. Best I could come up with is that these housed hunters are farmers. I never dared to go into these one-room, four-walled structures. <laughs> they had 
uh, serial killer vibes all over them. One night, when I was out way too late, was when I ran into the wolfman. The sun had started to dip far too low below the trees. You can become much too disoriented quickly when the natural light was fading. I usually didn't have a flashlight with me as I never stayed out past dark, and back then we didn't have cell phones. Hearing howling, it wasn't uncommon at all. Most times it could easily be attributed to a pack of coyotes. They would hunt sick animals or the younger deer that strayed from their herd. The howl I heard was not from a simple coyote. This this was a, a deep, man-like scream that pierced my ears. When I regained my composure, I saw that I was way too close to one of those freaky sheds in the woods. Slowly, I started to back away in the direction I hoped was my home. A loud crash echoed throughout the woods, frozen again like I was just months earlier laying on the trampoline. I saw a wide-eyed man fall out of the doorway. Even in the darkness, I could see the whites of his terrified eyes looking directly at me. He fell to the ground before locking his gaze onto me. He shakily reached an arm towards me. I did nothing. I couldn't move. Before I knew what was happening, a beast burst through the door after his poor soul. This thing, it was standing on two legs. It must have been over seven feet tall. It was covered in in gray fur. Its eyes were as yellow as the corn we had on Thanksgiving dinner. In the blink of an eye, it clamped its ivory fangs into the man, dragging him back into the shack. Even though it was just past dusk, I could see shiny dark blood erupt from his throat, and all I could remember thinking was, Run. In what felt like hours, I finally exploded out from the woods. With my house now in view, I fell to the ground. Attempting to catch my breath, I cautiously looked back towards the trees, and two big yellow eyes glowed. I couldn't say for sure, but they looked like they were smiling. Keeping each other's glare for a moment, they slowly disappeared into the darkness. Finally making it home, my parents asked where I had been. I just told them I was walking around the edge of the woods. It was all I could come up with at the time. It didn't matter. My my dad went back to reading the Farmer's Almanac, and my mom continued to watch Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or something. Ignorance to the fact that I had just experienced the legend of the dog man, I went to my room. The next day, I stared out into the woods. I imagined the man-like beast tearing apart that poor man limb from limb, ripping his jugular out of his neck, disassembling and disemboweling until nearly nothing resembling a human remained. The dog man broke the forest, running towards me on all fours. It pounced, pinning me to the ground. It smelled like a dog, maybe rabid. It opened its impossibly big maw, drooling hot saliva onto my face, and the last thing I saw was red as my blood blinded my eyes. Waking up, gasping for air like I had been drowning, I shot up in my bed. I was drenched in sweat, 
taking in my surroundings, I was more relieved to see that I was in my bedroom. My Tyra Banks poster was facing me. My poster of Frank Thomas, The Big Hurt, was to my left. A huge breath escaped my lungs. My dad walked by my open door. You okay, buddy? You went right to bed as soon as you came home last night. I made some kind of just-being-tired excuse, knowing that I would always keep this experience of meeting the Michigan Dogman to myself. Until now. If you are ever in the woods of northern Michigan, please be aware there are more than deer, bears, wolves, and dogs out there. So this was, once again, Meeting the Michigan Dogman by Blake Blizzard. Blake is a very good friend of the channel and very good friend of mine. He is very consistent in his writing, and he sends me a lot of stories. I still have quite a few to do by him. A couple more at least this, this month. At least one more I know of. Um, and honestly, um, genuinely love his writing. So thank you very much, Blake, for sending this to me. I hope you all enjoyed the story. I did. I thought it was really good. Definitely told the story of the Dogman very well. Um... Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this story and want more from Blake, please check the links down below. There is a link to his short story collection on Amazon. The man sells it for $5. Uh, it's also on Kindle Unlimited, so if you have that, you can get it for free. Um, yeah, just go check it out. Check out all of his writing. This man's really good at what he does, uh, and I genuinely appreciate all the support he's given the channel over the, over the what, almost a year I've known him now, I think? Um... Yeah. So, thank you again, Blake. Thank you to everyone who listened to this point. If you liked the video, please do hit that thumbs up button. And if you're new, subscribe to the channel. You can also support further by going to patreon.com slash astheravendreams or hitting join down below, where for $1 a month, you can get early access to all of my content that I get up within 24 hours of it being up, typically. More coming on that soon. Uh, for higher tiers in Patreon, you can get posters, merch, stuff like that. I try to send out merch randomly to other people as well, if I can, if I have your address, etc. Um, yeah. Uh, giveaway further in the month, just so you know, uh, including uh, posters, merch, uh, wallet I have of mine, stickers, and a very special item on the giveaway that I am not going to tell you all about yet. Um, I have to get it in hand. Just know it is a very special, one-of-a-kind item, and doesn't necessarily have anything to do with my channel, but... It is one of a kind, and it's really cool. I genuinely like it, so be on the lookout for that. I'll post a community post about it later in the month, maybe a week at the most. I gotta get it all set up. I'm slow, I know, I'm sorry. Anyways, I hope you all have a beautiful day. I hope I will see you on the next video, but until then, my beautiful friends, sleep well.